Welcome to Radio Rehab Entertainment Edition. We have a very special guest that's going to be on the show today, Zoe Lister-Jones. Actor, director, producer, writer of the movie Band-Aid, which I saw and which I really liked. If you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. You can also go to radio.rehab and read my blogs, which I'm so terrible about posting. <laughs> so uh, we got to go, we got to watch this movie um, called Band-Aid. Basically, so Zoe Lister-Jones, you might know her from Life in Pieces. She was also on The New Girl. She's done a lot of things. Like, if you Google her, you will totally recognize her face. But you wouldn't know. She's tiny in person. She's such a little tiny person. She's so cute. So she is a brilliant person, and she wrote this script for Band-Aid, and it's about a couple who's been fighting. And what's funny is I've been in a relationship for, um, I guess it'll be seven years, in September, that's so scary. We've had like you know breakups and stuff in the interim back when I was drinking and using. Um, but we've been together that long, and our fights look exactly like the fights in this movie. Um, it's about dishes and toilets, and just if you've been in a relationship for a while, you should see this movie because you'll get it, and it's hilarious, and you'll feel like you've been spied upon. That's how I felt. I'm like, oh my god, am I a thing? And like, am I textbook? Because they're acting out, like, our fights that we have. And it's amazing. One really cool thing about this movie is that um, Zoe Lister-Jones hired an all-female crew. So, I mean, like, the key gaffer was a woman. There's not a man on the crew. The only men in it are actors. So, uh, Adam Polly was her co-star in it. He plays her husband. But what's really great is Fred Armisen is in this. And one thing I want to say is, like, the music was all straight to tape. Like, they really recorded the music, and they're really singing. And they actually did a really good job. Like, I'm dead serious about the fact that I wish this was a band I could go see, because I totally would. Fred Armisen, besides being such a badass drummer, he's such a good drummer, I can't even tell you. Besides that, I think he's a genius. I mean... Just, like, from when he hosted SNL after he was no longer on the show. And he basically, like, wrote his own version of, like, Brighton Beach Memoirs and did this, like, one-man show for his intro. I love Fred Armisen. He's hilarious and brilliant. But this whole script is, like, really good. And I think it's fascinating that she used an all-woman crew. It's, I mean, you know, with all, like, the girl power things that are happening right now, I just think it's really cool, and it's really relevant, and she's really, she was a great person to interview, she's super sweet, and I think that we should petition them to make Band-Aid a band. Uh, And don't forget, the movie comes out in San Francisco this Friday, June 9th, and it's on demand also as well, so you should go check this out. It's really great. And now, here's my interview with Zoe Lister-Jones. Hi, this is Conan O'Brien. You're listening to Dana, the late night cat. Thank you, Zoe Lister-Jones, for being on Radio Rehab today. I just want to tell you, so I watched the movie last night, and I don't even know where to start. First of all, my boyfriend and I had just had the same argument that the couple starts off having. We've been together (laughs) for six years, and it was about dishes. Oh, my God. And our fights end with, like, us saying really not politically correct (laughs) stuff to each other and just (laughs) acting like asses. And I was like, oh, my God, are we a thing? Everything down 
to the Jewish part. I just oh came God. back from the Holocaust Museum. Oh I won't shut God. up about it. Like, <laughs> I felt like, oh my God. I mean, I, do you relate to this character? Uh, yeah, I do. And, and I think it's, it's always so gratifying to hear other people relate to these characters. And I think part of what was so fun about writing this movie was, um, sort of seeing the commonality in, in so many fights that couples find themselves in. Cause I think when you're in couples, you can feel like they're very specific to you. And then you're like, Oh no, we're all having the same dumb fights all the time. So I think, um, there's sort of some, some relief in that. Yeah, because I really felt like the specific fights and the way we ended, I'm like, God, I hope no one ever hears us, you know, <laughs> because it's we're so just juvenile about it. Yeah. And it's like the comfort you get when you, the, that's the other thing I noticed in the movie is the way you get so comfortable with each other, that when you've mm-hmm. been together so long mm-hmm. that you're on the toilet in front of each other yeah. and it's it just, it. The relationship becomes its own animal, becomes a whole <laughs> different thing. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I hadn't yet seen a movie that really focused on what it what it means to stay together and why people stay together and how people stay together. Um, because I so admire couples who stay together. It's much easier to throw in the towel. And so um, I kind of wanted to get into a lot of those banalities. It, yeah, it is much easier to throw in. And, and it makes you feel like, you know, when you see something like this, it makes you feel like, okay, we should go to therapy. Like we do have yeah. something to work for. Yeah. We're just at that weird phase. Totally. Because I know, because that's the thing. And then also being at the phase where everybody else has kids and we yes. don't and we yes, don't know. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not. It's really, it, yeah, it, it's when the work comes in. Yes. But so um, the other thing in this movie is you, I hear you used an all-female crew. Yeah. Which I think is completely awesome. Thanks. How did that come about? You know, I, I just decided that for my directorial debut, that was the, the thing that had to happen. Um, I, I love what happens when women... Uh, are together. Um, and I think as I kind of get older, it happens less and less because people pair up and have kids and then you're kind of in these different social dynamics. And, um, so I thought it would be cool to see what would happen if women, uh, in community were making art together. Um, and also I, I, you know, I wanted to create opportunities for women in departments where they're not often afforded them. So it was a double whammy. So this, these were like women, you know, or have worked with on other things? I've never worked of, with anybody oh, on the crew there's none before. of them you know? No. Oh. Yeah. So these are all completely new people that you found? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It what was about really the cool. cast? The cast Those I, I know a lot of them you worked um, with before. Yeah, a, a lot of the cast were my friends, which I was very <laughs> lucky that it, I just it was they were a phone call away and they were in. Um, Adam Pally, who plays my husband in the film, um, I had only met a couple times, so um, that was uh, less of an, a comfortable call. It was more of me like asking someone for his phone number and avoiding his agents and being like, "Do you want to come do this?" <laughs> and him saying yes. And Fred Armisen, I had never met either, and and just went through the proper channels. And um, so so those were both really exciting for me because I was big fans of both of theirs. That's really cool. The other thing I really liked about the movie is you can tell the music because I've been in on jam sessions and I've been with bands as they're recording. And at first I'm like, that can't be really them singing, but it is. Yeah. Like you guys are really playing and singing, and yeah. you're actually really good. Oh, thanks. Like you actually have a good voice. Oh, thanks. But so you've you've sang before. I mean, this obviously isn't your first time. Like, yeah. I mean, I I I'm not a by any means a trained singer, but I uh, I I was in a band in high school and college as a backup singer. That was more performance art than than band. But um, but I think it's when I got more comfortable with like live performance as, as a singer and. Um, 
And then I recorded some stuff like later. But this was this is the the biggest endeavor I've taken musically. That is so cool. Yeah. And I didn't you guys perform? I think at one of the premieres, you guys performed. Yeah, we performed at Sundance, and then we performed. Uh, Adam and I performed at a couple gigs in New York, and then Adam, Fred, and I just performed uh, at our premiere at the Ace Hotel in uh, in L.A., which was really fun. That must be so cool. It was crazy. It was like eight hundred people. It was wild. Would you ever consider touring? With that uh, band? 100%. You would? Yes. That's awesome because like the whole idea of it is so fascinating and the way the, what the songs are about and the way they're written. I think that would be such a cool thing to take on tour. It's so fun. Um, and we put an album out that you can now buy on uh, iTunes. So, uh, so yeah. So, maybe there's a future for the Dirty Dishes. Yeah, maybe if people keep, <laughs> yeah, people keep downloading the songs and people keep buying it, yeah. maybe there could be a tour and exactly. we can all go see that's really, really yeah. cool. I would love to go see that. <laughs> um, so when you play with other bands in high school, did have you written music? Because you wrote all the songs, right? I wrote all the lyrics and I collaborated on the music with a friend of mine named Kyle Forrester. And I never knew instruments. So uh, I learned bass for this movie. I, I would basically write the lyrics to songs and kind of have melodies in my head for them. But I wouldn't really know how to take those melodies and and instrumentalize them which is where my friend Kyle came in right. um and then and then learning bass for the film was really fun because there's a couple songs um on the album that then I actually did write myself musically which was a new thing for me oh so you actually wrote the music part yeah. as well as the lyrics oh, yeah that is so cool yeah which is really cool that's cool I mean especially if you've never done that before I can't imagine how it just turned out that well uh yeah it was exciting I mean I wrote the bass line so I had help with the oh, other right, instrumentation right, right. but but it's you know it's fun to start um with bass line and vocals I actually I love music that is like very bass forward mm -hmm. so like I was actually surprised in this song like when I record at home with just my bass and vocals they're kind of jam yeah. <laughs> yeah the songs are really good I think they're thanks, awesome thanks so what else about the movie as far as because well, you okay you wrote directed mm -hmm. and produced this movie mm -hmm. how hard was that um it definitely had a lot of challenges but more than anything it was really fun and I I think that that writing I think writing directing and acting are are all really complementary art forms like i think as a director you need to um be really in tune with your actors and with performance and you also need to um have a really deep and thorough understanding of the script so it was like i i got to have all of those things sort of um because I, I was wearing so many hats. And, right. Yeah. And you went to Tisch, right? NYU, yeah. which is an amazing school, yeah. especially for their theater department. I mean, yeah. so, so you have you, you've actually probably studied all of those things. Did you do the whole rounds while you were there, like study directing? And no, actually, I, I, um, I took like a, a writing class, um, mostly in sketch comedy. I never took like a full-fledged screenwriting class. Um, and I never took a directing course. So I really focused on acting, but I was always writing um, uh, my, on my own. And when I graduated, I wrote a screenplay and one woman show. And um, and so I think, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't technically trained in those other art forms, but I learned on the mean streets. <laughs> on the mean streets of New York. Yeah. That's so, I love the movie and I really hope a lot of people go Thank see it. You. And I hope it becomes some kind of underground hit where you guys tour. Because yeah. I love that band. That would be fun. Like, oh, it's actually so a much. good band that I want to go see. <laughs> like if you guys were at Slim's in San Francisco, I'd be like, I would totally go see. Maybe we will be. So if you come on tour, I'll be there. Okay, great. Front and center. Okay, great. Thank you so Thank much you for so joining much. us. So she was so sweet. 
She was such a cool person to interview. I totally love her. She's great. And I, you mentioned it before. Like the minute uh, she's from Life in Pieces, which is one of my right. favorite new shows uh, on TV right now. Uh, it's with Colin Hanks and um, what's his name, James Brolin and Diane Weist. Right. It's like the and I forget what his his real name is, but he was. Um, one of the producers on the on the show Newsroom uh, was that on the HBO thing? Yeah, HBO. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, one of my favorite shows. So the minute that we got the call for this, and was like, oh, she's gonna be in town. She wrote, directed, uh, and produced a new film. Do you think there's any interest there? I was just like, I don't know about my host, but I, because <laughs> I was just like, I was really excited because and because her character on Life in Pieces is hilarious and, and so, and then I saw the trailer and then I was like, this is great. Yeah, and she, it's so funny because you know how you see somebody on TV and like she just looks like this extremely. I would just say she's maybe like five nine. You know, she looks like this. this she's beautiful. She's stunningly gorgeous. But I thought, I was like, when I walked in the room, I'm looking for this super tall girl. And she's tiny. She's so little. A funny story is uh, I was having lunch with my mom the other day. And we were talking about pictures. We were talking about pictures. And it somehow brought us looking into Dropbox for some pictures, probably of my nephew. Uh-huh. And she saw the picture of us with Zoe. Oh, the selfie? Yeah. And then she's just like who is this lady? And I'm like, oh, that's the press tour that I was working that I was telling you about the other day that, you know, like I had to leave early, blah, blah, blah. She's like, wow, she's very pretty. <laughs> oh, she's so, I know she's like, she's got this, she's just beautiful. She's got this like, yeah, ethereal she's beautiful. Completely beautiful, but it's like, it, it, listen, think of, think of a, Think of a six-year-old Filipino going, look at the picture of Dana and my daughter. <laughs> she, my mom doesn't really talk like that. but She, she, she does in, a little. In my head, she talks like that. Yeah, in my head, she talks like that. the pretty lady. <laughs> no, I know it was awesome, and she was really cool. We'll have to po- we'll post those pictures so you guys can see it. We'll post them on Radio.Rehab. And, and, uh, um, and oh, I forgot to tell you. It, it's so, or I forgot to, one of the reasons, we haven't been on much this week um because we're kind of busy <laughs> yeah we're a little bit busy we're doing a lot of things and uh one of the things is we're getting ready for an event next week yes next week being friday the 16th in fairfield jamming for unity we Sun- will be representing radio rehab there sunday the 18th <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> Don't even edit that. Just so people can see what drugs do to your brain later in life. Yeah, no matter how long you've been sober, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so like like I didn't say, it's Sunday the 18th, not Friday the 16th. Sunday the 18th is jamming for unity. And it's in Fairfield, and uh, Dana's going to do a couple, she's going to speak, and we're going to broadcast live from there. We're going to broadcast live, and I'm going to share my story there. And so. actually, um, James, who's uh, James K., who is one of um it's a longtime friend of uh of ours like I knew him uh he I knew him from my days when I was over at Alice uh he, his band used to write jingles right. for our show and um anyways he's the one who put this thing together and he's actually going to be your co-host next week yes and so uh we're going to learn more about jamming for unity and about the event and kind of his story and uh Hopefully we'll get some people. We'll get some butts in the seats. Although yeah, exactly. It's not really there's not really seats to be had. It's more of a outdoor freaking jam session. Barbecue, right, it's an outdoor rock event. 
But um, but yeah, we want uh, we're gonna do that, and then I wanted to announce something, but I can't yet because Dana won't let me. <laughs> so. <laughs> You guys didn't get that edited piece of information that just conspired between the two of us for 30 <laughs> seconds. What? You can't say that. Uh, why not? Because it'll make people hate us. <laughs> yeah, no, because then it'll make them listen longer. Okay. Fine, I'm on K-Fog at night. Let, just move on, though. Don't even, don't, don't even, let's not harp on it. <laughs> okay, so moving right along. <laughs> Uh, we'll have James James uh, K on next week, and we will be talking about Jamming for Unity, which is happening on Sunday, the 18th. If you would like to write us, it's a radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can also go to radio.rehab. Keep coming back. Definitely check us out next week. <laughs> Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll